Welcome, everyone, back to the Cranes Detroit Business Podcast, the Mackinac Policy Conference. I'm Chad Livengood, Senior Reporter with Cranes Detroit Business. Um, I am joined in this segment with Carolyn uh, Wilson, the uh, Chief Operating Officer of Beaumont Health, uh, to talk about uh, both the, the, the issue of the day, the passage uh, in, the, in the governor's signing of the no-fault auto insurance law, and other things going on in the business of Beaumont. Uh, welcome to our podcast, Carolyn. Thank you, Chad, very much. Great to be here. Tell me a little bit about how uh, um, how this uh, this new auto insurance law uh, is going to affect Beaumont. Uh, what's the fee schedule? There's uh, the fee schedule is incredibly complicated. I've noticed um, because not, there's basically different fee schedules for certain hospitals that take um, a, a higher pr- proportion of um, of uh, um, of uncompensated care. And so, how how is this how is this wash out for for Beaumont? Well, I would start with saying that Beaumont was committed to working in partnership with some solution. We know that auto insurance in the state of Michigan is much more costly than in like areas in Chicago, where I'm from, or Cleveland, or others. We are um, watching carefully, to your point about the impact on health care. We're not confident that the um, reductions in premiums are going to be uh, as significant as the reductions in the fee schedule for those of us that care for you when you need us. Um, we have early estimates, and uh, our estimates are concerning for us in the multiple tens of millions of dollars of loss in revenue for Beaumont Health. Um, I can't give you a specific number yet. As you said, the fee schedules are, are pretty complicated. We're not exactly sure how this will fall out, but it will be very significant for us and other health systems in the state of Michigan. Uh, why are you not confident that the if there's a reduce uh, if there's these these cost controls that are imposed by the government uh, to say how much uh, Beaumont or uh, or any other hospital gets paid uh, that that won't trickle down to the cons- consumer uh, to the motorist? So you you've got some concern that the auto carriers will find ways out of of, of returning those savings. Well, I guess I would say a couple of things. First of all, we are not convinced that healthcare was the the primary driver of the high premiums in the state of Michigan. We think there are other causes to that, even though we've taken a lot of the reduction in the fee schedule in the new law. Um, But also we know that the uh, commitment to the reduction, as I understand it anyway, is on the PIP portion of your insurance plan, the personal injury protection. And the reduction there is estimated, our understanding, about 10 or 15%. For most of us, our PIP part of our insurance is about $125, somewhere in the 150. So if you think about what a small reduction that will be, it, it seems pretty small compared to the reductions that we're going to take on our health care fees. Yeah, this bill isn't doing anything to for the, the premiums for, for collision or Correct. comprehensive. Yeah. Right, right. Um, and so was this a, um, a deal that you know the hospitals uh, seemingly went along with, um, at least the hospital association, didn't fight it tooth and nail at the end? Uh, well, it moved fast at the end. As you know, right. <laughs> this topic of reform has come up many times in the past. I think MHA and uh, Beaumont have tried to influence. We could see um, as things went fast over the last few weeks that something was going to happen. We were able to influence it it a bit. Um, We're still very concerned about the implications for the future. When you're talking about tens of millions of dollars, what is that going to do to to impact the operations of Beaumont? I mean, could we see a reduction in staff as a result of this? I think that... uh, the impact is tremendous, and we're going to have to do something. As you know, our margins in healthcare are very small as it is. And yeah. so to take a reduction like that, 
we're either going to have to reduce our costs, and most of our costs are our people. We're going to want to not reduce caregivers, if there's any way that we can do that. I think, quite frankly, for a lot of us in healthcare, we're going to have to look at, at how many sites or uh, locations can we stay uh, trauma and how many of that because the, the cost that we incur where um, the fee schedule helps us is uh, when you have that auto accident the trauma accident that every kind of surgeon or physician that you might need is on call that's very costly with the equipment and so I think what we'll likely be forced to do is look at for us we have all eight hospitals have some level of trauma designation we may need to consider reducing that, consolidating it, or even moving our trauma levels to a lower designation. So some of those eight hospitals could possibly lose their trauma center or their or, or not be able to take on the, the kind of really the complexity, right? Uh, car accidents. Yeah, I think uh, I'm not sure that everybody is as clear as we are in the business that the reason that um, the costs are what they are is this need for when whenever anybody's in that auto accident, motorcycle accident, whatever that is, you expect us to have every potential medical service available to you. And uh, to do that, that, that takes significant resources. If people are going out and buying $250,000 or $500,000 of personal injury protection or opting out completely and relying on their personal health care, uh, is that personal health care uh, coverage going to, to cover um, all the bills? I mean, particularly if you're just in, a, in, a, in an accident and sends you to the hospital, um, are you going to get the same kind of care that you did under no, auto no fault? Well, I would say as the healthcare provider, we provide the care that you need. When when anybody comes into our emergency rooms, first of all, it's our moral and ethical obligation to provide right. that emergency care. It's also mandated, quite frankly, under law. I think this the the more pertinent part of that question relates to what will happen on the bill on the back end. And we don't know, quite frankly, what each auto insurance is going to pay or not pay. We are worried that Michiganders will end up with large co-pays, large unpaid bills by their insurance companies that could impact their financial situation in the long run. Okay. Um, Tell me a little bit about a couple things that are going on in Beaumont right now. You just opened a a new mental health hospital in Dearborn. Uh, Tell us a little bit about that facility. Well, actually, it's not quite built. We've just started the groundbreaking, but we really appreciate you asking about us. We've announced it. We're working on it. Um, So in Dearborn, right across from our um, current Beaumont-Dearborn campus, we'll build a 150-bed hospital. We're well under our way in a partnership with UHS. It just shows our commitment to to trying to help with the mental health needs. In addition to that, we'll leverage the new hospital to build a psychiatry residency. We know that we need many more providers in this area, psychopharmacologists and psychologists, and then building and using a lot of telepsychiatry and ambulatory, trying to meet the needs, unmet needs, quite frankly, for mental health in Metro Detroit. And and, um, we're obviously there's a response to the market and the unmet needs. Um, How how is this going to be integrated with other health uh, uh, services or, or hospitalization uh, with, with, on that campus. So, uh, to your uh, to your point, um, we know that the whole body needs to be cared for, and so often people with a medical condition have a mental uh, health diagnosis as well, and vice versa. And one of the reasons that we wanted to build our mental health hospital really contiguous to a medical hospital is to provide that integrated care as needed. So we'll be doing it that way. We're also working heavily with community agencies. We just hosted, for example. 30 community agencies last week to really talk about how do we work with these agencies when patients leave our inpatient setting as well. So it's really about community integration and caring for the needs. 
And then Beaumont is in the process or about to open 30 some odd uh, urgent care centers across Metro Detroit. Um, uh, why the the move to that is it just is it just as a pure strategy to get people out of the ER or uh, get get more neighborhood level care? Yeah, I would say both. As we um, talk to, again, consumers and patients, they want care closer to home. They want it to be highly efficient, and they want it to be lower cost. I would say the same thing we hear from employers. Employers are telling us that the increases in the ER costs are just not sustainable year over year. So urgent cares for some diagnoses make a huge differential. It's about a quarter of the cost of an emergency room visit, so it's a reduced cost for both the patient and their employer. It's also fast. We can, we're seeing in our urgent care centers that we can have you in and out in less than 50 minutes. That's 5-0. whole lot better than most of the time when you go through the emergency 50 room. 50-minute wait. The, exactly. Uh, yeah. Well, you're in and out out of an urgent care. And, uh, and that there's a high satisfaction about that. It's closer to home. We're putting them in high retail, high traffic areas. So uh, it's working really, really well. So, again, working to meet the needs of our patients. Anything else kind of going on right now in Beaumont? Um, are you all um, in in the acquisition mode? Yes. Well, we're always looking to grow. Um, and some of the growth I've already mentioned to you, mental health, urgent care. Yep. We've just announced multiple very large outpatient campuses. So as we think about growth, a lot of care is going to outpatient and closer to home. So, for example, we're building very large campuses in Lenox and Livonia, Oxford Township. And those include freestanding emergency rooms, ambulatory surgery centers, clinics. And so a lot of our growth right now is actually in those ambulatory and outpatient areas. And then we're always looking to grow through merger and acquisition. But I don't have a specific update for you on that oh, right okay. now. I was going to say, who are you trying to buy right now? <laughs> can't tell me that. I, I, I can't tell you that. Okay. Well, uh, Carolyn Wilson from uh, COO of uh, Health, Beaumont Health, thank you for joining us on the Great Detroit Business Podcast here at the Mackinac Policy Conference. Thanks, Chad.